Better late than never, as uh, we welcome you to. It is the Thursday edition, uh, ladies and germs. Tony Basilio with you, live in the headquarters. We are in the worldwide headquarters, getting you fired up, focused, and prepared. John Adams, K Pasa, amigo, how you doing, brother? I'm doing well, Tony. Matt Dixon's uh, world premiere was just taking place uh, right here in Knoxville across the radio. And so, Matt, you were sounding good. That's a little uh, snippet of what you're going to hear a little later on today, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics, online at tldlogistics.com. Quay Possa, Matt Dixon, you got your game face on? Um. Uh, I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. I was just talking to two. John, have you ever done this? You get to arguing uh, with a couple of different geniuses, or you get in like a heated conversation. Because we were talking about, and we have a lot to discuss today, and we're not going to start here, but let's just start here, because this is why I'm a little late getting on the air. These two jokers didn't understand regarding the... um, situation with and i just think it's really interesting this josiah jordan james story now john you and i were talking last night about this i don't ever remember this let me give you some background here first of all tennessee uh rick barnes called a meeting with all the seniors individually not together and you know they do these end of the year meetings with these guys and he told them hey look i know you guys all have a covid year but y'all need to go about and go find yourself someplace to play. To quote the great Chuck Knoll with the Steelers, there's a book called this. Uh, it's time for you to get on with your life's work. When I remember to, hearing him say that, Tony. When he used to cut guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't mean it. He didn't mean it personally. It was just time for you to get on with your life's work. Well, anyway, Rick Barnes told Euroshat, and he told uh, 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 the other guy that, and he told the other guy that, and he told the other, and he told Triple J that. The only guy he didn't tell that to was Santi. He said, if you want to come back, we got a spot for you. Everybody else, you, you guys need to go. Get on with your life's work. So Tennessee assumed that's what Josiah Jordan James is going to do, get on with his life's work. Test the NBA waters, but at the same time, Put yourself in the transfer portal. See what's out there and find you a gig. Find you a gig. Keep keep yourself uh, keep yourself employed for another year and work toward a graduate degree. Hey, that's that's laudable. That's great stuff. So out of the blue, Tennessee's coaches yesterday are just kind of minding their own business in the summer, doing whatever they're doing in the off season. And he put something out on social media saying, "I'm back." And they had no idea. They were as shocked as we were. Come back as a walk-on. This is news to them. And so, here's the backstory. I thought in real time yesterday, oh, Tennessee's doing a deal where they're where they're gonna they're gonna be one of the first people we're gonna see do this. They're gonna add a player. And get around the scholarship deal. They're gonna, they're gonna kind of rig the system, if you will, do a workaround. No, that's that's not what's going on here. 
He's coming back with a promise of zero NIL dollars. They're not paying his way through school. He's just coming back as a walk-on. Likes it here. I have never in my born days ever seen that. Now, I ask you, John, have you? No, it's uh, particularly in this era because there is NIL money available. And uh, I could certainly, uh, I can certainly understand the coaches and their decision. They're revising their roster. They want to get better. And they obviously think they're better off if that's true without these guys. So that's fine. And I'm surprised Josiah Jordan James wouldn't want to go somewhere else. And as you say, be on scholarship, work toward a graduate degree, and uh, play a little more basketball. Maybe get better. Maybe he'll do better in a different system. I don't know. I mean, it is, we're talking about a former five-star guy. So uh, most of those guys think differently. Uh, it's like they're not going to uh, humble themselves after being a five-star recruit to be a walk-on player. So that's very odd in itself. And I think you might have hit on it. Maybe he just really likes it here. Maybe he just wants to stay here. Maybe he thinks he can earn a scholarship. I don't guess he can, though, because they're, they're booked up on scholarship. Yep, they're all booked up. Maybe maybe he can play well enough to get an NIL deal. Really strange. And then we unpack it today over at tclub.team regarding Tennessee internally, as I poked around yesterday. They want to see that he's healthy enough to play. Because that was a real issue at times this year. You know, can can you help us? So he's basically starting from, they haven't promised him anything. I mean, they didn't even know. They haven't promised him anything. Obviously, you'll take him. In real time yesterday, it felt like he said to them, I want to come back. And they said, oh, let's work out a deal and we'll, we'll call you a walk-on. Is that cool? But we'll get you some money. No. No, that's not the deal here. The deal is he's just coming back, walking on, paying his own way. Now, I just got an argument with a guy that won't get this out because people don't understand this. He says, well, can he still get NIL money? Sure. He can go out there like I can go, you know, hustle, hustle up and get some people to sponsor his show. Sure. It's America, and he's allowed to do that now. But that's not. That's not what we're talking about here. Most of these guys, like Oscar T., for instance, Matt up there at Kentucky. Matt's been following that Kentucky mess. Kentucky's brought all these new people in. Their fans are panicking because they've sent a lot of their veterans going, and they thought they were going to have a mix of veterans and kiddies. But now Oscar T.'s going to the NBA, and the implication is, that they've spent up their NIL money, and he's not going to get that seven-figure NIL deal he got last year to be a 6'4 center in the league who needs um, Butch Jones's heel lifts to get up to 6'7. And maybe Butch Jones's girdle that he used to wear to get his girth out. Matt, your thoughts on this Triple J news, because I'm here to tell you, 
they haven't guaranteed him anything. Not playing time, uh, not a spot. He's just going to tag along and hang out for a year and wants to go to school and pay his way. It's pretty incredible. I mean, it's, I'll tell you this, it's a, it's a really kind of a neat story. From that, like John says, what other conclusion can you come to other than he wants to play on that team? Go and pay his own way. No, it's it's really unique because, you know, unlike Olivier, you know, he, he didn't enter the portal at all. I don't I don't believe, uh, you know, even though he did go through all that NBA, like the G League combine and all that, however that works out. But, no, it's really interesting that, that UT really had no idea he was coming back. Coaches didn't know. That's uh, Camden Sewell was is kind of was kind of similar for the for the baseball team. He kind of decided to come back really late um, and use that COVID year, which I assume is what Josiah is doing um, for eligibility purposes. So that's kind of what Camden Sewell did. He's kind of been a a surprise addition to the baseball team late. Yep. Um, so it's kind of kind of a similar deal now. I mean, I don't know what the scholarship deal with him is, but those guys guys don't have scholarships anyway. Let me tell you this. Baseball players. Let me me tell you this. They made a financial deal with Camden Soul to come back. Okay? And good for him. He didn't come. And good for him. I'm telling you, this Josiah Jordan James deal, it's similar to that. But look, now somebody says, well, didn't he have like a real estate guy that he, yeah, he did that. I'm sure he could do that again this year. I mean, he's free to move about the cabin. The point I'm trying to make is they have NIL money in, internally, however they want to couch it. But through their collective, and it is distributed by them. John, they can say what they want to say about, Oh well, we don't have anything to do with it. We don't have any knowledge of it. That John, do you buy that? No. No, they have to have something to do with it. But here's another possibility: maybe he believes he can strike his own deals. Uh, how about great. walk-ons? How about walk-ons restaurant? Walk-on. He's walk-ons. The walk-on. Yeah. Maybe he could be walk-ons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm all for that. Yeah. Yeah. Five five-star walk-on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the way to five star. It, it, it kind of sounds like you know. Remember when when Baker Mayfield went to Oklahoma? He just kind of showed up one day as a walk on and just went into Bob Stoops' <laughs> office and said, "Hey, I'm 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 in school here now. I want to join the team." It, I mean, it's not, I, not identical, but that's what this reminds me of when you said that <laughs> the coaches are kind of like blindsided by this. Is the future Heisman winner showing up as a walk on at Oklahoma? I know that's a great story too, and. Uh, and that was pre-NIL. So Baker Mayfield comes there with nothing, just shows up, and uh, Oklahoma had a returning starter at quarterback. And it wasn't as though he had Trevor Knight. It wasn't as though he was going somewhere where there's, uh, like this year's Alabama, where there's an apparent void, and you've got it. He just says, no, I'm going to go there because I'll win the job. <laughs> a great demonstration they, they just, of confidence. And they just beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, too. Yes. That was a pretty. That's a pretty boss move by by Baker there. <laughs> I, always, I always liked him for that. Comes in and takes Trevor Knight's job. 
I believe that was the starter at the time. At any rate, we've got a lot to get to today. So at some point, you know, if you want to get in on that and you have a thought, but I just think that's a very, 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 very interesting uh, turn of events with him. Absolutely interesting turn of events with him. Brian Hartman, uh, we've got a lot of stuff on tap today. Mike Light from The Athletic. Uh, This guy uh, really covers and follows the sport of college baseball, and he's picked various regionals. We'll talk with him. Uh, And also we'll get into some SEC football future schedules. John, I want you to know, because of Mike's Mike's slide, because uh, our commissioner has said this. Not about money. As they put this schedule together, money is money and, and funds, John, are not a consideration. I just want you to know that, John. Well, if that's the case, then it should be a done deal. It should already be have happened. Anytime Eli drink a fifth, John, is the voice of reason in the league, you know we're having a wacky week. A wacky week. He made some good points. Uh, he made the best points. Again, we're like in a bizarro week world here. Let's come back. Mitch Light joins. What does he think is going to happen? Tennessee and Clemson, a brawl for it all tomorrow night. Never to be forgotten by the living fan. Tennessee and Charlotte tomorrow evening. Can they get past them and get to Clemson? Can Lipscomb pull the upset of Clemson tomorrow night? Stranger things have happened as we continue right after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. 
Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. TB, back with you on the one, the only. It is your Tony Basilio show. It's Thursday. It's a John Adams edition. And uh, John Adams is uh, presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors online at SeniorsHelpingSeniors.com. And I got to say to you today that uh, we've got a special guest now joining us on the program. 
who is deeply, deeply immersed uh, in college baseball since the draw has been coming out. He's been studying it and checking it twice. And then uh, Alex Brewer, a little later on in the hour, is going to join us. And he is a pitcher from Lipscomb by way of Knoxville. we got a bunch of local kids over in this uh, regional over in Clemson. Mitch Light, I welcome you in with the Athletic. And uh, good to talk to you on the TLD Logistics Hotline. Online, tldlogistics.com. Kay Possum, my friend, how you doing? I'm doing very well, Tony. And I want you to ask Alex a question. I'm curious I, about this. Because I, I have not been, uh, I haven't read, seen anything about this. I'm sure everyone at Lipscomb and everyone here in Nashville assume that when Lipscomb won the A-Sun tournament, they'd be placed in Nashville. You know, it's two miles away. I think I looked it up. It's like 2.3 miles away. Now, they're obviously going to Clemson. I don't know if it works this way. And I don't know if the players know this, but I wonder if the NCAA, someone from the NCAA said, hey, Lipscomb, you know, if you make it, do you guys want to stay local or do you want to travel? Because my guess is the kids would rather, rather travel. I mean, if you make the NCAA tournament in the sport, unless you're hosting, you don't want to go a mile or two away. So I just, they're one of the better four seeds, and I think Clemson kind of got shafted a little bit by having to play a, a pretty good Lipscomb team. So I, I'm just curious about that. Well, and, and, you know, that's a really interesting question, if the kids had their druthers. John Adams, being around college sports as long as you have, I would think the kids would want the adventure of a road trip and going over to the Carolinas and playing. Yeah, unless they're hosting. I mean, sure. It seems it seems like a tournament venture. If you're just going across town, it's just not the same. So yeah, I think they would. I think that would they would welcome that. And also, I mean, the way Vanderbilt closed out the season i'd probably rather uh in the postseason tournament i would probably rather play clemson well although clemson has won 16 straight yeah. themselves and, and i mean it's kind of a pick your poison deal which even makes more sense of maybe why you would want to go on the road hey matt you were talking about that lipscomb bunch and i'll bring matt dixon in here who's the second most knowledgeable uh well he's the first knowledgeable person in our little uh, group and Mitch, you and him could probably go back and forth on this deal. But Matt, um, this Lipscomb team has a pretty damn good starting pitcher they'll throw out there in day one tomorrow, uh, which will be right about 24 hours away when that thing gets underway. I mean, Lipscomb is, I don't know if they're a live dog in this it, against Clemson, but this kid's capable of heating it up against them, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, a son pitcher of the year. Um, you know, Clemson, I mean, Lipscomb hit, they've hit about a hundred home runs on the year. They steal a lot of bases. So whenever you have that kind of combo or trio there, it gives you kind of a, a puncher's chance in a hitter's park like Clemson's is going to be. So, I, but I, I was really intrigued by, uh, Lipscomb not going to Vandy as well. Uh, cause they, they are like, they are one of the, the better four seeds. So I, I do think that they can give Clemson a much, much better game than Eastern Illinois is going to give Vandy. Hey, Mitchell. Tony, one thing, to, and you guys have seen this. I'm yeah. sure you were at the Tennessee Wright State game two years ago. The four seed gets out early to a, to a number one who's hosting for the first time in a while. And, like, I know the NCAA basketball tournament, there's nerves. Like, teams can get tight. But there's nothing about – there's nothing like being at a home venue with a team that's expected to win, and you can just feel the tightness in the crowd. And – so, I mean, I think Lipscomb, if Lipscomb can somehow get out to a, 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 a good start, because Clemson, great baseball tradition, 
but they haven't hosted since 2018. They've exceeded expectations. So uh, if you can somehow create some doubt in that home team, that could be a big edge for Lipscomb. I mean, that being said, you mentioned that Clemson's won, won 22 straight games. They're one of the best teams in the country. I do expect them to win this game. Yeah, I mean, I think the number 16 straight, but at that point, who cares? I mean, <laughs> yeah, 16, exactly. 18, 27, yeah. 45. <laughs> I mean, when you're that hot, you're that hot, which leads to this. Brian Hartman just pointed out that three of uh, the four teams that are in that region all won their league tournament. Tony Vitello was on here yesterday with us, about 30 minutes or so, and... Tony was saying that, um, uh, in his humble opinion, sometimes winning the league tournament, which for them last year, can exhaust you, where you shoot your shot. And I wonder where, when you sat down to make out your bracket, as you picked who was going to advance, and you went through the whole field, how much did you value how these teams did in conference tournaments? Not a lot. Tell you the truth, it's interesting that all four teams in the Nashville Regional won um, their conference tournament too, and I, and I would agree with uh, with Tony on that. It, it can be exhausting emotionally, and you know, there's a bit of a gap, but not really. You know, you win a conference tournament on Sunday, you get home it's Sunday night or Monday, depending on where it is, and then you got to turn around. You know, four straight, three or four days later in, in play. So I didn't factor in, and while, while Clemson's really hot, you know, Tennessee lost its one game in the tournament. I don't, you can look historically, there's not a lot of precedent, you know, or if you're hot in the tournament, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to play well. Hey, Ole Miss went one and done in the SEC tournament last year, and then we know what they did in the postseason. Um, and Tennessee was obviously playing as well as any team we've seen in college baseball the last decade and didn't make it to Omaha. So I, unless there, unless you look at the numbers, Tony, and you say, okay, a coach, a coach kind of exhausted. Pitching. And it's up to the coaches not to do that in these conference tournaments, unless you really need to win it like a Lipscomb. But if you're in the SEC tournament or big tournament, as long as you didn't overextend your pitching, I don't really think it really matters that much going into the next weekend. Which, this Charlotte group, they're throwing a kid tomorrow night who threw 173 pitches in the tournament <laughs> to get out the, the, the transfer from Kentucky. Yeah. Now, look, I'm pretty old school. But 173 pitches in modern baseball, the way these kids train. John, in our day, guy would throw out 173 pitches in a game and turn around four days later and do it, right? So, yeah, yeah, it was dumb, but it was a different world, though. I mean, nobody was counting pitches back why? then. They didn't, why you know, they didn't know how many now? pitches he'd throw. That They didn't care. Why are we, why are we doing it now? Yeah, I, I mean, that's a case where Charlotte probably felt, obviously, yeah. they did feel they needed to win, um, and that's frowned upon now. Um, I remember a few years ago, East Tennessee State uh, won its league. I forgot what league it was in at that time. They moved around so much, and they had an ace pitcher, and they were coming to Nashville, and everyone was worried around here, oh, this guy's an All-American pitcher. Well, what happened was he pitched so many innings in the previous weekend in their conference tournament that the coach held them to the next day so he didn't even face Vanderbilt on Friday and ended up getting beat on Saturday. So I'm not saying this is going to be the case here. I know he's scheduled to pitch, but um, and each pitcher is different. They all respond differently, but that is a lot of pitches over a short amount of time. Well, and 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 the truth is, if you're Tennessee tomorrow night, you want to get on that kid early. And the other thing you want to do is you want to force him to, to if you're Maui Ahuna, don't go up there first pitch swinging, which drives me crazy. Those uh, that that high strikeout number, uh, 
but let me let's say this. So you put your you put your deal together and you sat down and looked at every region. Before we give away what you've got going on in Tennessee's region, how many Southeastern Conference teams? Because it looks like you got a bunch of them. Do you have getting to the College World Series? I'm checking my numbers right now. Um, I've got Florida, LSU, and Vanderbilt. What am I thinking? I only have three teams. I didn't go into it thinking that way. Um, three out of so ten. Yeah, three, three. Yeah, three out of the ten. Three out of the eight spots. Um, I picked Iowa over Arkansas, which I've heard from a lot of Arkansas fans. You mm-hmm. know, you, you can't do this. You can't pick all the favorites. So I was going. Right. I, you know, I probably was going to go in. Had Vanderbilt not played so well in the conference tournament, they would have probably been one of my picks to not make it, just because they kind of they hit, hit. They've been struggling with the bats. But Arkansas, Iowa. I don't know if you guys have looked at them. They've got this guy Brody Brecht. Uh, he was a football player at Iowa. And then he just gave up football to concentrate on basketball. He led the nation in hits per innings pitch. He had 70 innings, only 35 hits, which is absurd. Um, he beat LSU. Well, he, Iowa beat LSU earlier this year. He's the type of guy that can carry a team uh, to the College World Series. And as we remember, as I pointed out to Arkansas fans, it was just two years ago that they had the best team in the country and lost in the Super Regional to NC State. So obviously, nothing's given in, in baseball, but. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm kind of surprised with myself that I did not have more SEC teams. But hey, a couple of them are going to face each other in supers anyway. Um, if they if they, get, if they emerge from their regionals. Well, the reality is that six last year, six of the eight national hosts failed to make it to Omaha, which is remarkable because it's such an edge to be on your home field. Yep. We saw Tennessee squander an opportunity with Notre Dame last year of the national seeds. How many do you have getting through of the eight? Okay, I've got Wake Forest at one, Florida at two, Clemson, LSU, Stanford. So I've got six. So not, you know, I went through this again. I tried not to pick all the favorites, but when push comes to shove, I thought, okay, which ones don't you pick? So I guess I've got Arkansas losing out and then the number seven national seed because I've got uh, got, um, East Carolina over Duke. East Carolina is kind of one of those programs everyone talks about the best team never to get to Omaha, so maybe a little less pressure on them this year. So um, I guess that number the number seven national seed is Virginia. So uh, that's one of the ones I don't have making it. Hey, Matt Dixon, let me bring you in here because you've done a vintage Matt Dixon, patented Matt Dixon deep dive, which is to say you just immerse yourself in something like an Iron Man, and you've watched a bunch of Clemson games. This gentleman here is picking uh, Matt Clemson to get through this weekend and then to go on and get through the Super Regional. Mitch Light of the Athletic joining on the TLD Logistics Hotline. Matt, as you've watched Clemson, has your respect for them grown? Uh, yeah, they're a, a lot better than their numbers. They just Their entire lineup is, is swinging it really well right now with some, a bunch of timely hits. They take advantage of of walks and errors by the other team, which is something to note when they play, if they play Tennessee, they've got three or four, you know, really solid pitchers. No, I, I was really impressed with, with Clemson watching a few of their ACC tournament games. If they, if they play, if they play like they did in Durham, then they're going to be a very tough out. Mitch, is that, was that, did that go into your reasoning? When you look at Clemson, what do you yeah. say? Yeah, I, I probably would have picked Tennessee to win as a number two seed. Against a lot of number ones, um, 
I've just been so impressed with the way they jump out. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but every ACC game, it seemed like they jumped out to an early lead, and they just pounced on the opponent, and they're playing with such confidence. And you know, Eric oh Bakich is, is a really good coach, Took obviously took Michigan to the national championship game, and uh, their in-season turnaround's been incredible. They got swept at home early in the year by UCF. I think they were, what, uh, you know, they're two and not two and eight in the ACC, mm-hmm. and then they finished 30 and 10. I mean, it just doesn't happen in college baseball. Um, and so just a remarkable run. And, you know, I, I heard Chris Burke and those guys on the, the SEC uh, network during the games this weekend kind of joking, like, are they too hot? You know, you just can't sustain it for that yeah. long. And maybe they can, maybe they can't. Uh, maybe they lose a game. Maybe they lose Tennessee Saturday night, and then they rebound and win the regional, and then, you know, they can kind of reset there. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, a tough draw for Tennessee, no doubt. Um, but, uh, you know, Clemson is it's, it's one of the more, like I said, one of the more remarkable stories, not just because they're quote-unquote back. It's just the way they did it, that midseason turnaround. You just don't see it that often. I had somebody really impressive on here yesterday, Christina Long, who covers Clemson for the Greenville News. She said in her mind she keeps going back and forth on who to pick in this thing. She said depending on the the, the literally the 15-minute span she's in, she keeps going back and forth because she can come up with reasons why. One of the reasons why she's afraid of Clemson against Tennessee is they don't have pitching depth. Mm-hmm. Now, Matt was talking about, and you're talking about hitting, one thing that kind of kind of clicked in my mind Hey, Matt, this Dolander guy better not do this thing in the first inning where he comes out half asleep against this Clemson bunch if what, your guys, if what you guys are telling me is true, if these guys are a fast-starting baseball team. And that's going to really bear watching on Saturday, Matt Dixon. Yeah, it's yeah really concerning because, you know, Dolander's uh, first inning ERA this year is about 11. Yeah. Um, and then, like, two and a half the rest of the way. So, and Clemson does start fast, so that's... That that's obviously a concern for Tennessee, and ultimately, if if things go kind of as expected Friday, ten, Tennessee season will come down to that Saturday game versus Clemson. If if Tennessee can win that, they have a chance to get out of the region. If they don't, this team has shown it all year that they they don't handle adversity well and don't really fight back when they they get knocked down. So you know that uh, the, the potential Saturday game with Clemson is really kind of a one game season for Tennessee. If that is how the the tournament kind of goes as if it goes as expected. So, Mitch, you're picking Clemson to get out. You're picking them to get to the World Series. How hard was it to pick Clemson over the Vols? How how confident are you in your selection? Um, I'll give myself a fifty point five percent chance in Tennessee, a forty nine point five percent. Yeah, like I said, I probably would have picked Tennessee against a lot of teams. Um, and you guys know, you guys watch Tennessee all year. I mean, I'm looking right now. I'm staring at the pitching stats. Drew Bream, uh, Drew, Drew Beam, Chase Dollander. Like, if you didn't know who they were, you'd say this is an average pitching staff. Their numbers are average this year. Yep. Um, but they're not at their best. They're clearly elite. But w- what are they this year? You know, you can't just sit there and say, oh, well, these guys are great. They'll get it done, especially on the road when you don't trust them. Um, you know, I'm looking at their numbers right now. They should start A.J. Russell. I knew he was having a good year, the kid from Nashville, from Franklin. He's incredible. His are obscene. 20, I'm a huge hits innings guy. Oh. Hits innings pitch. I mean, that's yeah, the he's going to be a great player. He's going to be a great player. His numbers are yeah. crazy. His stats are crazy. Nuts. Yeah, and I don't think he, I mean, you guys, he wasn't really that highly recruited. No. Right? No, he's a guy. He like, moved from Oregon during the pandemic year. I think the pandemic year really kind of screwed him and a lot of players just being noticed. 
But he, yeah. I think he moved from Oregon to, to Franklin. Yeah, that's wild because I'm here in Nashville and I, you know, I don't follow my son played high school baseball recently, but was far from a prospect. So it's not like I'm at all these tournaments seeing all these kids and I, I wasn't familiar with them. And I know someone who plays in the Franklin team. Um, so good, you know, good for him. But, uh, yeah, so like I said, if they, if they get their A game from these pitchers, Tennessee's going to win this regional, but it's, can they string it together? And that's, we're, we're going to find out very soon. I don't blame anybody for not picking the balls because I'm, I'm like, uh, Chris, Christina Long. I, I just, this thing this weekend, Matt, I keep going back to this, and John, I keep going back to this. I just don't trust our fielding in playoff baseball. Now, if we play some clean baseball, hey, more power to us. If the Vols play clean baseball this weekend, they can beat anybody, anybody in front of them, if they play cleanly. Well, they, they won four road games all season, and more than likely they'd have to beat Clemson twice on their home field to get out of this. Well, the fact that you say Clemson comes out of the gates really strong and Chase Dolander doesn't come out of the gates really strong, that's a, that's a huge reason to pick Clemson in this thing. Uh, Chase Dolander was really good against South Carolina. See, Tony, you look at the fielding. I look at the starting pitching. That, to me, is the biggest, is the biggest letdown for Tennessee. It, they, I mean, I, I know the fielding hasn't been great, and and the hitting hasn't been timely often. But if those starting pitchers had pitched up to preseason expectation, all those other negatives might have sort of drifted away because you thought they might go out there and just dominate, and it hasn't been anything like that. Hey, Mitch. Yeah, guys, I've seen Tony. Sorry for the interruption. I've seen a lot of revisionist history about how Tennessee, and I know Tony Vitello said this out. Tennessee was overranked in the preseason. I'm not buying it. They, because if, if, like John just said, if their pitching was as good as expected, or okay, let's say their pitching was at a level was, was last year, and then it's seventy or eighty percent as, as good as it was, that's still elite in college baseball. Teams just don't have three elite starting pitching. So sure, if the offense was going to take a step back, what you expected, it was still a top five team on paper heading into the season. They just haven't pitched like a top five team. And that's why these Clemson fans are really urinated off that Tennessee got sent to their region. And that's, you know, look, you call us a a number four seed nationally, and yet you're going to put these guys in our ballpark, and, and we're going to have to go through them, this mighty pitching staff, because everybody in the game knows that Dolander, hey, look, the last time he pitched in that state, he was lights out. Nobody was hitting him the day that he faced South Carolina. Were it not for, and I, and Tony Valls is my guy. So we call Tony Vitello Tony Valls here, Mitch. But Tony, because it's a, like a mob nickname, it's an Italian thing. We can get away with that with each other. But Tony Valls goes out there, John, and makes one of the worst moves I've ever seen a manager make. That was a horrendous get. You don't take a guy out throwing a two-hitter in that spot. Yeah, and it was a—I think it was a one-to-one game at that point. He was dominant. However, I think that's revealing in that Tony Vitello didn't trust Chase Dolander to close it out as well as he was pitching, based on what he's done this season. I don't think he trusted him to close it out. And uh, Chase Burns had been good in relief up until that game. No, it on paper it was a. I was stunned when he took him out, but the more I thought about it, I thought, well, 
Chase Dellander has not been, uh, you know, he's not been what we thought he would be this year. So maybe he was, ex- and when things went wrong for, when things go wrong for Chase Dellander, they seemingly go really wrong. He doesn't pitch out of tight situations, tough situations well. So maybe, maybe I'm overthinking that. But when it happened, I thought, oh no, don't, you can't take him out here. No, it's, it's silly. But you're right. And the, the weird thing, Mitch, is that I'm still in the back of my mind, like a lot of people, thinking, man, fall's going to get through Clemson this weekend. And then they're going to get a chance to host a Super Regional. But we don't know that with the way the game's structured. They don't list the seeds of teams, and they arrive at who gets to host, especially if Auburn gets knocked off, which, Mitch, you, you, you believe is, is possible as well. And so if Auburn gets knocked off, then all of a sudden you're probably going to look at, is it going to be Southern Miss? Is it going to be Tennessee? I just don't understand the way that sport is structured. I don't know why they don't tell us who the higher-seeded teams are. They, they, we put bids in for Super Regionals. That's, that seems very political to me. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. Obviously, if Auburn wins, then Auburn would be, as the, you know, as the regional host and the higher-seeded team, they, they would host a Super Regional. But your hypothetical there is that two number twos advance, and they don't release. Like, the NCAA Basketball Committee released, I believe, the entire 68-team. They, they release they the seed line, yeah, which yeah. doesn't come into effect because there's no home home field. Like I remember, I remember, I don't know if you guys, it was 2018, I believe, when Vanderbilt as a two seed actually won at Clemson and Mississippi State as a two seed won at Florida State. They were battling to see who would host the Super Regional, and you would think in most cases it would be Mississippi State because they're a huge stadium, but that was the year they were doing the construction, and then Vanderbilt actually swept them during the regular season. But to your point, Tony, no one knew because they, were, they didn't seed the number two seed, so you didn't know who the committee, quote-unquote, thought was the better number two. Yes. Ended up being here in Nashville, I think mostly because of the renovations in, in Starkville. Um, but, yeah, and that, that's kind of the point I was going to make earlier, too. Like, I understand why Clemson fans are upset getting Tennessee, but you don't seed teams. You seed teams based on the resume. Are you, and I know there's geography involved, too. You don't do it based on, well, if this pitcher pitches well, they're a great team, because like Boston <laughs> College has probably had a better resume than Tennessee. To be, they're a higher number two seed. They're the two seed, um, you know, that, that's that's uh, that's that's in in, in uh, Tuscaloosa. So um, I didn't envy the tournament, the selection committee, uh, trying to figure out the best place to slot Tennessee because you're trying to figure out at their best. Sure, they should be higher, but you got to see them for what they did. Well, and Southern Miss, Scott Berry's final year there. I'm picking them to beat. Last year they had Ole Miss beat. Ole Miss, they got a, there was a grand slam that should have been a fair ball that they called foul. And Southern Miss easily could have gotten Omaha last year over Ole Miss. It was, I, I think that was a terrible, terrible use of replay in that game, if you remember that. Yeah, I remember, I remember something controversial happening. I don't remember exactly what happened, but yeah, I'm, consider me a Scott Berry fan. I, Never really talked. I, I did a preseason kind of coaches form at the athletic. You guys can go back and look. Tony Vitello was part of that, and I, I wanted to pick a non-major conference coach. And mm-hmm. like, hey, Southern Miss is pretty good. I'll call this guy and got in touch with him. And he was he, he was refreshing to talk to. Super honest guy. I had no idea at the time he was about to retire. 
Uh, but uh, that is a very, very consistent program that's just been solid year in and year out. Mitch Light, much love to you. Keep doing what you're doing at The Athletic. If folks want to interact with you or maybe hate on you, literally, on, on Twitter or wherever, <laughs> how do they do so, brother? No, be nice to me. I'll start crying if you're not. But you can hit me up at Mitch Light at oh. Twitter and then my uh, stuff on The Athletic, uh, college baseball. You can find my predictions from earlier in the week, and I'll be having a College World Series preview uh, in a couple of weeks as well. But thanks for having me on, Tony. And the Vols will be in your College World Series preview, and we look forward to it. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, take care, guys. Because you know our Twitty, it's John, will go after the guy. Twitter is the uh, Twitter is literally the cesspool of the internet. No offense to it, and those that live there. I'm not. I'm not looking down on you, but <laughs> of course you. Hey, listen, I got nothing. Hey, listen, I got nothing but love for you. Hey, Matt, Southern Miss last year. That was horrendous. That home run. Do you remember it, Matt? Yeah, yeah, I'd forgotten it until you mentioned it. Yeah, and that was at their home park, I believe, Correct. too, because they because they were a host. Because I mean, Ole Miss was a three who really shouldn't have got in the tournament. So yeah, yeah, that was that was the case. And now they're they're going down to Auburn. So, but you pr- probably need to go ahead and apologize to Tom Marine in advance since you just picked them to win that regional. Tom Marine, very sorry, brother. Smoothie King, Tom Marine. As we continue with more, uh, a junior. Hey, Junior, it's about the peanut butter, Junior. Look at these guns, Junior. little Todd Kelly for you as we continue after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. 
Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. Saturday, June 10th, South Music presents J.D. Darling. Now I'm punch drunk, love struck, shook up, baby. Live at the Mule House in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. She's from a small town. Celebrating the release of J.D.'s new album, Looking Forward, Thinking Back, with special guest Scout Spear. Tickets available at themulehouse.com or listen here to win. J.D. Darling, live at the Mule House. Brought to you by South Music DIY Dumpsters and Dixieland Management. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. It's unbelievable. Tony B. back with you, ladies and gentlemen, breaking it down with you scientifically. I don't know if you all have seen this, the new Geico commercials, but there's a guy on there that looks just like Danny White. Danny White got himself an NIL deal, Matt. Have you or Brian or John seen the Geico commercials? They're, they're airing them on ESPN all over the place. Which one is Where this? he talks to the gecko. When you see the guy, you'll say, that dude looks like Danny White. I haven't seen it. Well, trust me when I say that to you. Have you noticed it, Brian? Have you seen it? No, I haven't noticed well, You guys, when you see it, you'll go, oh, man. That's crazy. That dude looks just like Danny. Talk about things that fall. Talk about things that fall flat. All right, let me do this. Let me do. Uh, let me uh, let me keep it legal, live, large, and in charge. And then we're gonna go right back down to the mid state. Lipscomb getting ready to take on Clemson. Hey, Lipscomb, do us a favor. Here we go, live and local and legal. Alex Brewer, who pitches for Lipscomb by way of uh, right here in Knoxville, where he played his high school baseball. And full disclosure, 
this gentleman who appears now on the TLD Logistics Hotline, though I've never met the young man, is like family because he's familiar to my son, Anthony. He's one of his golfing buddies in the summer. And Anthony, to say Anthony's proud of this guy is like uh, over the moon uh, comment. Alex, you are loved. You're appreciated. And I welcome you in, my brother, and I hope you're having a great day. Uh, thanks, Tony. Appreciate all that. Hey, talk to me about what it means to you with the odyssey that you've been through personally to get a chance to play in the NCAA tournament at Lipscomb. Uh, first off, it's a dream come true. Um, I went to Lincoln Memorial for the undergrad part of my career. Played four years there. Um, never really went to an NCAA regional. We played there my freshman year, but I was a redshirt, so I was just kind of along for the ride. But now, making a Division One level, playing in a regional with the best teams in the country, we got Tennessee, Clemson, Charlotte. Um, couldn't be anything more that I would want. Uh, dream come true, and we're playing on house money at this point. We got to go out there and show the country what we can do you know we were talking to mitch light a minute ago uh with the athletic he's right down the road from you he said ask him with their with their team if they would have rather have stayed in nashville or made the trip over to south carolina and just to get out of nashville and get someplace different um because obviously people would say well why why didn't they stay in nashville if you have your druthers, do you stay in Nashville uh, in, in, around more familiar confines, or do you take this trip and take this shot here at Clemson tomorrow afternoon? I think from all of us, we were we were excited to get to come down here. Um, obviously, we play Vandy in the regular season, been to their park, and obviously with Lipscomb being in Nashville, we, we were wanting to get away from home a little bit. Um, we just want to come down here. It's a regional. We want to experience something new and all of us were pretty much sitting there when the selection show came on thinking we were going to be picked for vandy but when they came out with clemson we all super excited and nothing more else we were going to want to do except for get on a bus and head down here and take on clemson alex from a pitching perspective that ballpark you're going to pitch in is very small it's very Lindsay nelson-esque almost when you're on the mound do you have to be more careful in a park that size what what goes through your mind when you're in a park with smaller dimensions like that? Personally, I don't really take into consideration how the park plays. Uh, we've played in even smaller parks like Austin P. They have a, a fence in center that's moved way in. It's probably about 350 in center. Um, you just got to be more fine with your pitches. Uh, obviously, Clemson, Power 5 school, they're going to have some big hitters that can, can launch the ball out. But uh, as long as all of us make our pitches, uh, I think we'll be in good shape. Matt Dixon has a question for you, uh, Alex, regarding tomorrow night and that, or tomorrow afternoon and that matchup with Clemson. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, just uh, the starting pitcher, I guess, a sun pitcher of the year. How, how much work did he have in the the conference tournament, and what can Tennessee fans expect just just watching him um, go up against a, a tough lineup in Clemson that's that's kind of hot right now? Uh, yes, we're going to start with Logan Van Tree. As you said, he was. Uh, conference pitcher of the year. He he got the ball on Friday of the conference tournament last week in the in the must win game against Jacksonville. Uh, we we had a rain delay in the middle of that, so he was unable to come back after the rain delay. But uh, he's been sharp all year. Uh, we've been riding him, letting him go as long as he can. 
and every single time he goes out there, he's giving us a chance to win. So um, we're all going to be locked in tomorrow, and I think he's going to give us a really, really good chance to give our offense time to score some runs and hopefully pull out of there with a win. What kind of stuff does he have? Is he a is he an off speed pitcher, power pitcher? How do you describe him? He's got everything. He's got firm, low to mid nineties fastball, uh, cutter, slider, curve, changeup. Can throw any of those whenever he wants. I think that's what makes him one of the elite pitchers in the country. Is he can throw whatever pitch he wants whenever he wants it. Hey, hey Alex, they, if we visit with Alex Brewer on the TLD Logistics Hotline, online tldlogistics.com. He on the staff for uh, Lipscomb, who gets an opportunity with Clemson tomorrow afternoon. And fours beat ones. Uh, this this happens um, in the uh, baseball tournament. So these guys will go out there tomorrow. And you you heard Alex say a few moments ago that they're going to play like they're, you know, it's house money. Uh, from that perspective, Clemson's a team that plays the inside game. The way Kentucky does in the Southeastern Conference from a pitching perspective, uh, you prefer facing power teams, sort of like Tennessee, that aren't inclined to run, or the running teams. I guess the running teams put pressure on you, don't they, when you approach a game the way Clemson does? Yeah, teams that do the short game, stealing bases, running hit, um, bunting and stuff, you got to be a little bit more on your toes throughout the game. Obviously, if they're going to bunt, we'll we'll gladly take the out. But um, a team like Tennessee that's going to try to hit homers, you can they'll they'll tend to chase a little more around the zone. So obviously, you still have to be fine with everything. But teams that are trying to hit the long ball to win or die with um, you can you can get away with a few more pitches because just because they're not trying to get that base hit through the second base or uh, bunt here, running hit. So uh, all those things do come into consideration. But at the end of the day. When the heat of the moment's out there and we're on the mound, no, that's going through our head. We're just getting our, our pitch call and we're going with it. You guys are taking on a team that's won 16 straight games. Funny thing about sports, when you have a long streak like that, when they end, they end they end pretty abruptly and they end pretty loudly. Have you guys talked about that with yourselves, putting up a good number early, putting some pressure on them? We have, not so much as a team, but uh, – in the locker room, we've talked about it a little bit. Um, we're hoping they sleep on us a little bit, come in with the confidence of obviously being one of the hotter teams in the country. We're hoping they think they can just show up and play because we're going to come in with a dogfight and take it to them. Alex, on the way out, my uh, son says, on a personal note, that you're a hell of an athlete. Not only are you a pitcher, but you golf with those kids that golf at the collegiate level and play right with them which is sort of insane to think about. He was talking about you last night. He said, Dad, this guy, if he played, if he would have focused on golf, would have been an incredibly great golfer. So you must be a hell of an athlete, kid. I get my practice in on our off days, that's for sure. <laughs> what? You're practicing golf during during uh, baseball season? Only on the off days. Otherwise, it's strictly baseball. Uh, he says he doesn't care, no strokes. He just texted me. He said, you tell him when we go out and play, no strokes. No mercy, no strokes. Well, I'll have him uh, let you know how it ends up because I'll be, I'll be coming back there whenever we finish up with coming there to take his take his game from him. Take his money, so to speak, yeah. <laughs> that he doesn't have. 
Hey, uh, Alex, on the way out, good luck. Everybody in Vol Nation, everybody's going to be watching you guys and rooting you on tomorrow, which is the beauty of the event. And then turning around the next day and probably rooting and probably rooting against you. Yeah, we love it. We love it. We're down here. We're going to have some fun and uh, just let the game of baseball speak for itself. And if we play the right way, I think we got a really good chance. On the way out, congratulations to you on your career, the success you've had. And uh, come see us, man, when you get back, all right? Yes, sir. I will for sure. Thank you, brother. Good talking to you. Thank you. Alex Brewer, one more time, a Knoxville kid who um, has had took his circuitous route to get to where he is, as you heard him say. And um, I, I love the, I love college sports for that reason. You know, it's it's easy to focus on all the guys and the athletes that we talk about, the star level dudes, but the but the guys that pay the price and want to be there, and you can hear it in his voice. And these guys, John, the beauty of these these NCAA sports is when you get to these postseasons, you get a shot. You get an opportunity. As a competitor, it's all you can ask. Yeah, and I think that that invariably brings out the best in these teams, some of these underdog teams. Uh, I think it came up earlier in the show, the Wright State team that came into Knoxville and almost upset Tennessee in that first game a couple of years ago. I mean, these teams come into this situation, I think they like, I think they thrive on playing in a hostile environment because they're the underdog. They've got nothing to lose. And the idea of of beating a nationally ranked or higher-seeded team on its home field, man, that's that's got to give you an adrenaline rush. Matt, do you have a thought on what Clemson's done here or Clemson? What Charlotte, I'm getting way ahead of myself here. As Ashley Rogers is getting ready to get the game underway for the Lady Vols, as they are taking on Alabama out at Oklahoma City, the first pitch underway in the Women's College World Series over on ESPN. We will do a watch-along as we go. Matt, are you surprised by what Charlotte's doing uh, with this starting pitcher? Uh, no, not at all. It's what it's really what I would have expected until we had their um, their play-by-play guy on the other day uh, going with a lefty Colin Kramer, who I believe is their Sunday starter. Mm-hmm. Um, he, 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 uh, he pitched like 120 pitches in their conference tournament. I think he pitched the last two games or last two innings of the championship game to earn a, earn a save. Uh uh, kind of a, a, a you know, he's, he's a left, lefty. Tell me he's kind of a junk baller. Tell me he's kind of a junk baller. Uh, throws a ton of breaking balls, uh-huh. especially the lefties. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of a upper 80s, maybe touching low 90s fastball. Uh, I think I, I actually scouted him because when I watched them, he was the pitcher that I figured they would throw at Tennessee. Um, you know, works exclusively from the stretch. He uh, stands on the far right side of the rubber, which is interesting. But um, only given up three home runs all season, whereas the their their ace had given up fifteen and kind of a power throwing righty, which Tennessee could have taken advantage of. So, gonna gonna see a lefty uh, tomorrow night. So that's gonna make that matchup even more intriguing and probably I don't know, maybe maybe a little less confident than I was before. Well, what it does is it shows you 
that if you're Tennessee, until you prove you can function against a guy like that, you're going to see those pitchers. That's that's a head coach, uh, John, that did his homework on Tennessee. That's what that means. He must have uh, seen the Georgia game uh, no in doubt. Athens. No doubt. Hey, the A&M game. Unless you prove to me you can hit a pitcher of that profile, hey, Matt, I'd feed that. I would take a guy out of my bullpen and start him against the Vols that met that fit that profile. Sort of like Georgia. Maybe he should have waited until tomorrow, right before the game, to announce who's starting. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, with our guys, look, here's the thing about our team that we all know. Now we've got time to – now they've got time to sort of get ready for it and they, look at them on film. They, I mean, they knew who A&M was throwing in, in Hoover. Yeah. Couldn't hit the junk. <sighs> Maybe he wants them thinking about it. <laughs> You're right. You're right. And and swinging out of their shoes at things. Touche. You know? Swinging out of their shoes at things. Um, that's, one, that's one thing that Clemson doesn't do that they're really good at is they choke up and just try to make contact with two strikes. It's very noticeable. And, you, I mean, you, you'll see it when Tennessee plays them that they, they, they do really well when they get two strikes to just kind of put the ball in play, and it's very beneficial to them. I don't understand why more teams don't do that. Once you get to two strikes, the the approach should change. Seniors helping seniors, ladies and gentlemen, as Alabama, uh, their leadoff hitter, uh, falls down early in a count and then works a walk. So Alabama and the Lady Vols are underway at the Women's College World Series in Oklahoma City. We'll track it for you. Seniors helping seniors per- presents John Adams weekly on here. In care senior care service matching seniors who need help with seniors who want help throughout the greater Knoxville area. Senior care service come in a form of a unique relationship that's going to be built between two people who understand the ups and downs of life, folks who have lived, folks of the same age. And what Seniors Helping Seniors does is works to find you a mature caregiver um, who can help you with the personal needs of daily living and you know such as cleaning the house laundry meal preparation grocery shopping basic yard work things like that also at seniors helping seniors we offer a more substantial senior care should you need help with bathing alzheimer's dementia doctor's visits even live-in care so many options available seniors helping seniors and listen if you're a senior and you would like to earn some money while making the difference in the life of another. Uh, seniors Helping Seniors, online at seniorshelpingseniors.com. Tennessee off to a little bit of a shaky start here in the first inning, Brian, not going the way they wanted. Yeah, Alabama has runners on first and third with nobody out after a walk and a single. And... Was that Shipman who got the single? It was. The Tennessee transfer, whose sister's working the game. Is that correct? Is that her sister working the game, Bri? I don't have the sound up. I've had it muted, so I, I'm not sure. Yeah, Madison's in there working the game. Okay. 
Or has Allie worked the game? Which one? Which one's which, Bri? Madison's the older one, right? Madison is the one that played here entirely, and Allie is the yeah. younger sister, I believe. Madison is a fantastic fan. She continues Tennessee's long line of fantastic broadcasters. Now it's a uh, 2-0 count, and Rogers is really struggling to locate thus far. You know, a couple runs in a women's softball game is a really big deal. Let's go. The uh, yeah. first batter fouled off like several pitches. That's great, great at bat. In a row to get to where she could draw a walk. Great at bat. Let's go back to the phones. Alabama couldn't have asked for a better start. And wasn't trying to hit the other way either. To, to what's transpiring right now. Let's go to the phones and get our first call in. Hello and welcome. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead, Matt. You were saying? Oh, I'm, I was just going to say, like, with, with softball, and, you know, I, I don't watch it yeah. a ton and really don't watch it until the postseason. It feels like that teams score a lot more runs now than they used to. Like, like when the Lady Balls yeah. first, like, came onto the scene and were like, in these College World Series games, every game was, like, one to nothing or two to one, whereas now it seems like teams are scoring, you know, five to eight runs a game, it's both a pretty, teams. It's a pretty good I wonder, point. Is, is that, I wonder if that's accurate or if I'm just – No, I yeah, did. It's more of a power hitting game now. Yeah, the hitting's gotten better. You there's know, no, there's no slap hitters. They don't slap yeah. hit. And right. analytics took slap hitting out of softball. That's right. Let's go to the phones and get our next call in. Uh, as the Lady Vols get a pop out, so it's first and third with one out, no runs across. Hello and welcome in. Hey, what's going on, Tony? Who's your ball, Ryan? Hey, who's your ball, Ryan? Welcome in, brother. Uh. Glad to join y'all today. Tone, I love the show every day, but I especially love Thursdays when John Adams is on because not only is he knowledgeable, he's really funny. And I can't – I'd love to get his take and Matt Dixon's take. What is going on at UK with this dorm room situation and the baseball visitors? Because this is like one of the funniest things I've heard in a while. Well, they, they don't have <laughs> – Enough hotel rooms there, which makes you wonder how did they get to host. I mean, that's usually a factor in postseason play. Uh, I've had to, I've stayed uh, in places like uh, Berea, covering yeah. a Tennessee Kentucky football game. Uh, traveling, I've actually stayed in Corbin, which was an experience. Oh, wow. <laughs> I ate, at a, waffle, I ate at a waffle house in Corbin. Did you hear the banjos? That's a no, but they, on the jukebox, it was playing, what's that country song, Donkey Do and Donkey Don't? And there was a... <laughs> what? Yeah. Have you heard that, man? Ryan, Ryan I, I thank you for leading John down this path. Well done. Well, anyway, so, but I still remember uh, one of the servers was taking the trash out to the dumpster. I guess that was one of her responsibilities, and... The song was playing on the jukebox, and she was sort of, she was a, uh, how should I say this? Um, well, she wasn't petite. And she, she was like uh, she could have been pitching dancing. She was dancing Fiddling on the, the way to is. the dubster, as though she was still hearing the, still hearing the jukebox. <laughs> she the was dining. dancing outside at the dumpster? Yeah. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. You know, Fort, Kentucky. The reason why there's no hotels available is because there's a country music fest in Lexington that weekend, and there's the state high school baseball tournament going on as well. Two consecutive pop-outs, two outs now, first and third. Well, like, I mean, 
Lexington's like a quarter million people. So, okay, Brian, that makes sense. Yeah. Do you guys remember the movie Revenge of the Nerds yes. in the 80s? That, yes. That's what I'd like to picture, that they, they kick the nerds out of their dorm room and make them, like, go stay in Kentucky's uh, uh, basketball gym or whatever. And, yeah, this is just – can you imagine being, like, one of those visiting players and you think, oh, great, I'm finally going to play in the college football uh, playoff? <laughs> Yeah. Stay in a bunk bed in Lexington. Well, I mean, they at least they play, didn't, a skate, uh, play in a skate park. At least they don't have a tent city there and, and make them stay outdoors. Well, don't give me any ideas. You know, Ryan, it's interesting you, you bring that up because one thing I noticed about our interview with Tony Vitello yesterday is he went out of his way to bring it up. Well, it's ridiculous. It's really funny because this is, again, this is like, you know, not to compare sports, but in the NCAA tournament, imagine if they made Duke sleep in dorm rooms. It's just so hilarious. It's so funny. He said, he goes, yesterday he goes, yeah, you know, I don't really complain about our draw. And, um, you know, we're going to a place that has hotel rooms. We could be staying in a dorm. That's what he said yesterday. Which is just so Tony Vitalo. As and the Lady Vols get out of they the get inning. out of the inning. Well, that's great, guys. Well, yeah, I just wanted to get y'all's take on that because uh, that, uh, that's a new one. I've never heard of that. Are you going up to watch your Indiana boys on the Indiana no, Knights? Don't, don't, no, no, no. Um, it is funny. Hey, Kyle Schwarber went to Indiana. What do you mean? Him and his 130 average. <laughs> uh, I would travel to watch IU play one sport. Man, it's not baseball. No offense. But Tom Allen? It is. Tom Allen? Is it Tom Allen's it, sport? Yeah. Yeah. It is <laughs> embarrassing. That Got out coach for prove it. That, that was a great night. Um, it is embarrassing, though, that Indiana baseball and Kentucky baseball could potentially get on the field before Indiana basketball and Kentucky basketball resume their series. That's one of the great tragedies in college sports. That, and if they take away the uh, third Saturday in October from us every year. So... It's remarkable, and I appreciate you. Thank you. See you, bud. Good talking to you. John, you know that whole scheduling thing's been really interesting this week following it. Because Greg Sankey, is a, he's excellent at moving the media around. Really good at it. Yeah, and uh, I just like the way so much has been said, but it's just it's nothing definitive. It's just been one long talk around. You nailed it. Nobody's nobody comes out and says this is what needs to happen. Greg Sankey didn't do that. Nope. It, they'll just uh, probably kick the can down the road. Hugan and said Hugan had told us last week and a couple weeks ago. He said they're not going to announce anything now. And I thought they have to. Well, they'll announce no, it. They the, don't. They'll announce it at the league meetings. He goes, No, they don't. Well, I mean, at the uh, you know, six weeks six weeks from now. Uh, no, they may not. He said, "No, they don't." And he said, "And and the truth is, who's gonna, who, who's going to hold him accountable? Nobody." Yeah. No. And, and by the way, if they do this one and seven thing, the stopgap that people are starting to talk about, which is to say, you play one. 
And then Tennessee plays their normal schedule. Alabama plays their normal schedule. And you just pick up an Oklahoma or a Texas for two years. And then you hope to posture to the networks that they can give you some, some more money. John, the thing I keep going back to is if I know that you have no bargaining power and I have a contract with you for 15 years, why am I just going to hand you over more money when I'm laying people off at my network? Well, why would I? I don't and, quite understand that. And with all of this uh, back and forth as to what schedule, one thing that gets lost and is so frustrating, we talked about it last week, and what's so frustrating to fans is there's nobody looking out for the game. There's nobody saying, what would be the best for the game? What yep. would be best for our sport? Yep. People just don't look at it. They look at it selfishly, and maybe that's what they're supposed to do. They're they're lobbying for their school. But see that, and you have to remember, uh, Greg Sankey is working for the schools. He he's a hired hand. He's making a lot of money, but he doesn't tell university presidents what to do. He does their bidding. And that's part of the reason I think he knows what's best for the game, and he'd like to see that play out, and he's hinted at this in his remarks. But, no, when it comes down to it, it's not like he's going to say, okay, guys, here's what we have to do. No, they tell him what we're going to do. There's a There was a visceral reaction to me last week when we started talking. Here's what people emailed me. You got some two-bit podcaster to come on your station, your, on your show, and tell you that this was a possibility. Nobody else is talking about it, so it's not going to happen. And why are you running with this and throwing it in everybody's face? This is, you know. And, and I got several emails that were in that tenor. You, you are blowing this thing up way out of proportion. No other shows are talking about it. Not, and, and, John, I'm sitting there going, why would people have, why would they turn it over on me? And the reason is because it's confusing people. And now, I, you know, to step back from it, you would think that it is foolish talk that Tennessee and Alabama would not play after all these years. That That LSU, like Brian came up with this, Tennessee and Alabama go back to, pre-World War II. They played forever. LSU and uh, Alabama go back, Brian, to when? You came up with this. What, what was the year? 60-some-odd years? It's been a long time ago. I mean, yeah, they, I, remember their, I remember their playing in the 60s. Yeah, so 60s. When Bear Bryant was in control. You're just uh, going to throw, and they're just going to take all that and throw it away? I mean that's, but that's that's, well, that's what's happened. I mean that's what hap- what's happened with college football. And I get the people are confused. I, and I, you know, and I sort of uh, took that personally and ripped some people on the air the other day. But that's unusual. But you know, stepping back, stepping back and thinking about it, I, I kind of understand why people were unloading on me and saying, "Hey, this thing is." Uh, this thing is a, uh, you're just making it up. You know, it's not really a topic. Let's go back to the phones. It's a huge story is a bottom line. 
And if left to their own devices, as John just said, these people will cut your throat in five seconds for another nickel. And if it means doing away with all the tradition of the sport and reorienting things, hey, John, if it meant taking Tennessee and putting him in the ACC for a few more million dollars, they would do that. <laughs> Am I lying? Am I lying? It, it, it is uh, much about money. And I think because I, I think I said last week, but I remember going to SEC meetings. I've covered those probably 30 times. Yeah. And going back into the uh, – late 70s and early 80s i remember when they set a record for tv revenue where they got a little over eight million dollars per school well the more you get the more you want nobody says hey we we're making enough money now let's just kick back what what would be best for the league what you know for competition for the sport for the fans it just doesn't work that way you're you're always going for a better payout, and you're always going. You renegotiate. You get new networks involved, and so they will get as as much money as they can. But uh, I, I just and I look at it like fan would. I mean, I just and Lee talked about this last week when he was on. Um, I just want to see good games. That that's what I want when I. On a Saturday, I want to see good games. I don't want to see Auburn versus Austin P or Tennessee versus Tennessee Martin. I want to see good games. Back back to the phones we have. The Lady Vols have their first runner. Hey, Brian, this Torrance uh, young lady who's pitching for Alabama, she would whip you and me together at the same time and pin us. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. Yeah, it's not Montana Fouts, Sue. Hello and welcome Which in. Which is interesting. Yeah, Montana Fouts got hurt. There you go. But she she pitched the last some, so I don't know how. I'm sure she'll pitch. Is she warming up right now? Was that her warming up? That appeared to be yes. Yeah, they showed her in the they showed just showed her in the pen. Blonde haired gal. She got like a hyperextended yes. knee or something. I don't know. Wow. Hey Tony, you're missing the big uh, sponsorship opportunity uh, with this Lady Balls game. You could have uh, Titan Sabille doing some running commentary. And you maybe have like an ear, nose, and throat doctor sponsor it. During allergy season. Well, I was talking about the throat, you know, the gagging. And- oh, yeah. Titan Sabille's, uh, well, allergy season. Titan Sabille um, might have cost us the opportunity to have the coach on because we got ghosted by him. And I got to think that his imitation. And our subsequent laughing rather juvenilely at his imitation probably cost us uh, the opportunity to have Karen Weekly on as a run-up to this. But doesn't mean we're not for him. I love my Lady Vol softball team. They can ignore but, me. But how, how could you not laugh at Titans Bill? How many times has Titans Bill been on this show and didn't at least draw a chuckle? I don't know. Laugh at him? Laugh I suspect he's right here. Bill, is that you right there? Uh, no, Tony. Okay, stay there. I thought that was Bill. I don't think too many people were laughing about his Caitlin Clark tirade. No, he's had some misplaced. I tell you about Caitlin Clark or about Titans Bill. He 
he has a tendency to come out of left field sometimes, and he's he can be venomous now. Sometimes, his um, his when he asked John, "Have you ever heard my Karen Weekly imitation?" and then he did that sound, I thought John was going to fall over. He was laughing so hard at that. Yeah, I had no idea what he was talking I mean, about. It, was it just came out of nowhere. Nowhere. He was like gagging for air. He, he was like, ah. I was like, what is he doing? I mean, it took me, it took me <laughs> an asthma attack. Yeah, it took me forever to realize it. Yeah, but how can you not cool. laugh at that? Apparently, they didn't think it was the, funny. Yeah, he might be the chapter president of the war on women here in Knoxville. I don't know. Apparently, they didn't think it was funny. No, Dave, Dave Hart's a chapter he's, uh, he's taken over that from Dave Hart. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Dave he's taking the crown from Dave Hart. Yeah. <laughs> John, can you imagine waking up one day when you're Dave Hart? Of all the things you could do as an AD and think, man, we need to take Lady Vaughn's name away from people. <laughs> I mean, imagine that. Like, you really? And then and then we're going to have a Hall of Fame. We're going to put Donna Thomas in charge of it. <laughs> What I would do, I mean, think of it, it would be like me as a columnist just one day in the deep into summer with not a whole lot to write about and just say, you know, maybe I ought to do away with this Lady Vols thing yeah. name for a, and there actually was sort of a, remember, some people don't like, and I'm not talking locally, talking more nationally, where they don't, they think they all should be Vols or all should be Tigers or whatever the school name is. Let's don't separate the winning. Yeah. But but that showed that just a totally total ignorance of your brand and of what, what's happened before you arrived is uh just uh Lady Vols was a practically an international brand. Why would you of all the things to do, why do that? It was just really odd. And I remember after they got it back, I remember asking one of the coaches on off the air of, of one of those sports that wasn't a bad because they said basketball you can keep it, but everybody else you, you you're you're no longer. Which is like because they didn't want to pat some. It was what do we have a they didn't want to upset her. I mean, what we have like a, a we have like a name. Either you everybody gets it or everybody doesn't have it. That's one of the coaches who remain nameless, and I said, is it okay to refer to your team's Lady Vols? He said, we do. He said, I recruit Lady Vols. It's unique. Sure it and is. And there's a lot of winning attached to it. A lot of, lot of years building a brand. And then Dave Hart just shows up and says. Flippantly throw it away. There was an, another administrator who I think presented that idea to him. Really? He said. Yeah, and he signed off on it. That I heard that. Yeah, I don't remember the name. Hmm. Really bad yeah, move. Really bad. But see, that gets back again to what dreadful leadership Tennessee has had oh. for so many years. To and that's that why happen. now when you have oh. Randy Boyd as a UT president so system over the system, yep. you have Don Day Plowman as chancellor, you have an AD and Danny White who's forward thinking yep it's just it's totally different from anything tennessee's had since i've been here and i've been here since 87 agreed yeah never had it better over there never had it better no i I love josh heifel i love josh heifel it's incredible 
The Heupel guy. It's Tony, like Tony Ball. Young Spurrier, man. Who's better yeah, it's Tony just Ball? completely changed its image now. And it's showing up in all sports. It's funny. It's yep. You have good leadership throughout the university. And now it's showing up in all these various sports. The Lady Vols are softball team is in the uh, World Series. Yep. Uh, Tennessee's in the a baseball team is in the NCAA tournament for what is this four consecutive years? Uh, showing up everywhere. Tennis. Uh, we had Chris Woodruff on a while back. I'm, I'm, a uh, director's cup. You name it. All of it. And, and you know what's funny? You asked yesterday. Did you just ask a question about Tony Valls? We were we we didn't let you get in there, uh, Freddie Jack. What'd you say about Tony Valls? I said we love Tony Valls. And you said something else about him. I thought you said who's better or something to that effect. No, I I was just saying I love Josh Heifel and Tony Balls. Yeah, I got to tell you. So yesterday I went back for the blog today and I put some of Tony Balls' comments, you know, in there, which is a little work. John will tell you that. Sit there. And... So Tony Balls was really good on here yesterday. I'll tell you what was really good on here yesterday was me. I went oh, back. Well, stop. I went back and listened no. to that yesterday, Freddie Jack. Brother, I was on my game. You feel hey, me? Tony? Yeah. Can we just take a few minutes to talk and have the caller and the staff members here on the show? We could just talk about how really good you are at your job. Why don't we do that? Just take like a five minutes. I'm just I'm just pointing it out. I mean, I criticize myself when the time comes. <laughs> I know, but I, I no, I'm not making fun of you. I'm saying why don't we do that? We just take five minutes, take a a Tony a Tony Basilio break, and kind of how great thou art type well, thing. Well, I yeah, Derek Dooley noted. Uh, anything, you did have a good. Yeah. You did have a good show yesterday, Tony. But? John, if you didn't know, I've listened to Tony since he started. He's a cheap shot, Ray Mears. Oh, I, I, you're lying, Tony. <laughs> I did not. Do you think, uh, how much better has Tony gotten through the years? I mean, he's he sounded as though he peaked yesterday, but is he a lot better now than he was, say, well, he's got a good supporting cast now. He was kind of solo with uh, limited budget before. Uh, but, you know, sometimes less is sometimes better. <laughs> Freddie Jack, thanks. You're out of here. You had a chance to compliment me, you clown, and you failed. Hello and welcome into our next call. And John, way to tee it up there. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're live on the air. John, if we were going to do a few minutes to compliment Tony, it would last about 30 seconds, so uh, probably not a great idea. Wow. Like Freddie Jack, uh, John, I've been listening to Tony since he started, and I would say he's uh, going from mediocre to just above average over that time period. Derek Dooley well, noted. At least he's making progress. He's Derek, improving. Derek Dooley noted. I'm just trying to bring him back down to earth, Tony. You know, I, I love you despite the fact that uh, you call me a baseball sheep, despite the fact that you almost bit my head off a couple of weeks ago when I told you that uh, you're being way too hard on Tony Vols and the baseball program. Yet, 
your buddy tells you the same thing, and the next thing I know, you become a baseball sheep, and you're praising Tony Falls to his face yesterday. It's interesting. How I apo- no, I didn't. Pra- I apologized to him. I apologized to him. You apologized uh, right on the air. And I appreciated that because it was long overdue. I said to him, and you guys I, have made 13 appearances historically. You have four of them. Four or five. How many is it? I don't even know. Whatever the number. five with the COVID year. That's right. You had 13. It would be 14 and five, which is a third of them. Whatever the I said, and Tony, this whole year, I sat here on the air and literally cried and moaned. Ripped him. Ripped you guys ripped the whole year. Ripped you. Ripped your Brutal. team. Yep. Baseball wolf. Not a sheep, John, a well, baseball Tony, wolf. Tony, he, he appreciated it, but did you notice how he uh, he offered up to pay your way into a, uh, uh, what is that called? Uh, that UFC. UFC. Okay, right, UFC. Kind of where Danny White he was. He offered to pay your way, but he was not about to go with you. That was duly noted as well. I thought that was kind of comical. You know, at the end of the day, Taylor, when he, when he said that he's going to let He's going to send me and Little Ant to a uh, UFC event this summer. I'm going to take him up on it. Man's making you big should. money. You, Man's making big money. He, but but seriously, Tony, he, Tony Balls handles criticism yeah. and interviews better than any coach I've ever witnessed in decades of following the volunteers. You can call me a baseball sheep, duly noted. But his uh, emotional intelligence, uh, his people skills, and his overall IQ is just outstanding. And uh, he's one of the few coaches that I will try to listen to every interview because he gives you substance, doesn't give you coach speak. Uh, and uh, you, you do that Jedi mind trick. You pulled it out of him that Andrew Lindsay's starting, and he can't resist that Italian. He's weak uh, for me, brother. Machismo. It's pretty pretty impressive. Now, that cat's real weak quick. for me. Hey, John, address that real quick, the, the thing about Tony Vitello and just the level of emotional intelligence, the way he approaches the whole deal, and particularly the press. Well, it's so most coaches come out of a training school as to how they deal with people, how they deal with the media. Uh, Tony didn't go to that training school. He just just continues to be Tony Vitello. He, he uh, uh, connects with people. He connects with media because he's just himself. He doesn't put on airs. He's yep. not overly defensive. Yep. He doesn't feel... He doesn't. He takes his job extremely seriously. Probably works as hard as anybody in college baseball, particularly in recruiting. Uh, takes his job very seriously, but he doesn't take himself seriously, and that comes across with people. He's just. He, when you're in a conversation with Tony Valls, or if he stops by your one of your remotes, uh, Calhoun's on the river, for example, Doug, he's just being himself. He doesn't act like. I'm a coach, and you're not. He's just, you know, it's on an individual basis. He's just a, you know, he's just a, a guy. And uh, it comes across really well, and it's it's extremely refreshing. And and, and Heifel's the, the same way. He, he doesn't come across like, well, I'm a coach, and you're not. I think that's right. Yeah. Heif, I think that's very right. genuine. Yeah, he is. And, that, and that's one of the appeals he has. Yeah. He's not trying constantly trying to come up with catchphrases as though that distinguishes him from being as being superior to you because he has this catchphrase and he can say 63 strain or uh whatever like which jones was the master of bad catchphrases 
but yeah, and that's why uh, that's why part of the reason. I mean, obviously they're successful, and that has to do with most most of their appeal. But the other factor is, I think the fans find them likable and approachable. T, I asked uh, uh, Taylor, I asked uh, Tony about Hypel on here last year. I'll never forget this. This is, yeah, a base- this, this is a baseball coach here saying this. Yep. He said, this is a guy, when I pass him in the complex or in the building, will take the time to talk to me, unlike the previous football coach that was here. Wow. How, about the, how about those apples, John? This is a guy who's smart enough to include everybody. He wants every. He's not above anybody. He's just a coach over here, like the rest of us. Even though he's a football coach well, and he's driving the train, that's Heupel's approach. And see, that wins. Guys like that are going to win. But here's the thing. If if Jeremy Pruitt stops and talks to you, do you really want to have that conversation? Interesting. Can, and can you understand the lack of verb conjugation and incomplete run-on sentences? That's the other problem with uh, cornbread. Tony, uh, John Adams, you 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 said it, articulated it quite well, right? Both Coach Tony Valls and Coach Hype are comfortable in their own skin. They're not trying to prove they're the smartest people in the room. They don't have that chip on their shoulder like some of our previous coaches. It's refreshing. Real quick, if yep. Tennessee wins. I submit to you that D1 Baseball is stating that the most anticipated matchup in all of regionals would be Saturday night Clemson versus Tennessee in that very fiery stadium. Uh, Clemson fans love their baseball. They have a long tradition. They have a great venue. That's going to be one of the hardest regional tickets on the planet. And if that happens, the atmosphere is going to be absolutely electric. I can't wait. But let's not get ahead of ourselves because Charlotte gives me some concern. They've got some pop in their bats. And I would I would suggest that with our, our crafty lefties, right, uh, we've got Kirby Connell. We've got Redmond Walsh as a, as a as an assistant coach who can still pitch. Uh, and with, um, oh, gosh, Xander Seacrest. You would think we would have our fill of live pitching against crafty lefties, but they're obviously our nemesis. So that gives me concern. This guy – for, uh, for Charlotte, he's a big 6'5 left-hander, and uh, we better be prepared. And, and I, I'll sign off with this question, and particularly interested in Matt's opinion. I submit to you the approach should be aggressive. The kid doesn't walk a lot of hitters. We're more likely to get a first-pitch fastball to sit on versus getting behind in the count and then have him kill us with, uh, with, the, with the breaking ball. GBO, go balls, Tony. Team, much love. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. How about that, Matt? What do you think from Coach T? Uh, well, I, I do think you have to change your approach when when you're facing this kind of pitcher. But it doesn't seem like Tennessee really does that a whole lot. It, I don't. I don't know if it, it if this is how accurate it is, but it just feels like Tennessee goes off their scouting reports maybe too much, and they don't do a lot of in game adjustments at the plate. So. They usually give you a good idea in, in the first couple of batters if they're going to have a successful day. But I actually thought that this guy that they're starting uh, walks guys at a pretty decent rate. So, um, but I'll, I'll have to double check my numbers. But we'll so we'll see. But no, it's it's definitely a tougher matchup because I really like the matchup against the 
the Charlotte ace, especially with, right with him on short rest. Power pitcher. Um, yep. But now we're we're facing this the kind of the kind of pitcher that, that typically gives Tennessee problems. They're doing the right thing. Uh, Charlotte is. It's not what I want. Hey, Bry, Saturday night, if the Vols win, what time will the Clemson game begin? Six o'clock. So oh, if wow. they keep winning, they'll play at six the next day. Because I'm right in the middle of, uh, I'll be playing music down at Calhoun's on the river. If they were to lose Friday night, they'd play at 12 on Saturday. So we'll be watching and playing down there, which will be a lot of fun. What time is your gig, Tony? It begins at uh, 6.30. Do you have to have a reserved seat there? Sounds like Lexington. Let me look here. Is this gig gig in Lexington, Tony? Uh, I don't follow. Let me see here. Uh, They have a big concert up there in Kentucky this weekend with all the hotels. 7.30. 30. What time does the ball game begin, Brian? 6 o'clock. It begins at 6 if they... Yeah. Win Friday night. So we'll be in like the sixth inning. We'll be up nine nothing. Well, uh out of towners coming in to hear you, Tony, might some of them might have to stay in Corbin and then drive in for the gig. <laughs> in the Waffle House. I see what we're doing yes. now. Well, it sounds like the concert there is the lady taking out the trash. She was putting on her own concert. <laughs> Take a brief time out. What a segment. More with John Adams, presented by Seniors Helping Seniors. The Lady Vols have traffic. Steve Winwood and Jim Capaldi after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you on a Thursday. Race fans, race fans, race fans. And the Vols are, the Lady Vols, pardon me, Dave Hart. They're not the Vols, they're the Lady Vols. They raced out to a lead. Brian Hartman, how's it happened? All of this came with two out, nobody on base, and they've erupted. They're still two out. They've erupted for four runs. Zeta Pooney had a two-run double, and Katie Taylor followed her, actually preceded her with a two-run double to make it two-nothing. Easy for you to say. Nice, Nice pronunciations, Brian. Those weren't easy. Not for me. Ashley Rogers, since the first inning trouble, has set down all six batters she's faced. 
I'll tell you what I would not want to do, and, and Brian brought up a good point. Now, Alabama just just um, walked Kiki Malloy to pitch to Pooney. If you're going to walk Kiki Malloy, why wouldn't you walk Pooney, too? Well, exactly. Who hammers let, baseballs. Exactly. Not to mention softballs. Matt, I sure hope we come out tomorrow night looking like this. I'll take it, brah. Yeah, we, we might use uh, Kiki Malloy versus lefty. Ain't that the truth? Gal from Alabama just slammed into the center field fence, John Adams. She was giving her all for the crumbling, to- crumbling tide. Is she hurt? Uh, she didn't look hurt. She slammed into the center field fence. I mean, these kids play hard. She nearly made a nice catch, but it went through her glove. It's a great sport. I got much respect. Matt Taylor says that Colin Kramer. get that Kramer, exit velocity on that line drive. Colin Kramer for Texas. For Charlotte, rather. Texas. For Charlotte. 64K, 61 innings, and only 34 walks, Matt. Well, that's... I, mean, I don't think that's a great walk number. I think it's like twelve percent. So, but no, he, I mean, I think he's either their Sunday guy or was a midweek starter for them. So he's, I think he's a sophomore. So, how many get, get a good slider and like a upper eighties, uh, maybe touching low nineties fastball? We're seeing a junk ball left hander for those just joining. Go ahead, John. How many? How many games is Oklahoma softball team won in a row? Forty-seven in a row. Are you sure of that? I thought it was over. 50. I thought it was fifty. Brian, what's the number? It's uh, ridiculous. It's close to fifty. So what is it? They were down three runs. Bottom. I think it's forty. It's forty-eight. They set the record for forty-eight, 48. when they came back the other day. They, they were, down were down three, three runs three. in the last inning with two strikes and two outs, and hit a three-run bomb. Two strikes, two outs, nobody on. How clutch is she? Twice. The game was over twice. I, well, I believe she actually hit the. Game-winning home run, too, like two innings later. Gosh. And, and John, the the game-tying home run was hit so far it left the camera range. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it, yeah, it there, was, was so, there was no track man on it. No, it was so Where far. does Oklahoma get all these players? What are they are feeding they, them is more of the point. When, I mean, when you see them, John, and you see how big they are, our gals are pretty stout. It's hell of recruiting when you can play the for the national championship 20 miles from your campus. John, when you see these gals, are they big? Are they bigger than Barry Bonds on steroids? You know, it, it must. You talked about Lipscomb and how they wanted to travel for their regional. Yeah, Oklahoma softball never gets to travel anywhere. They get to play all their games at home, and then they get to go twenty miles away. Bino said that the SEC slogan is "It just means more," because eight is enough was already. Trademarked by Dick Van Patten. Let's go to the phones. So eight is enough was already taken, John. It just means more. As uh, as Eli Drinkafifth said, how can you say it just means more when we're the only league playing eight league games? Like what on, on what does, planet? Doesn't uh, the ACC doesn't it play eight games? They don't matter. Oh, okay. Yeah, they do. They only play eight themselves. Do you want to be aligned with them? The Big Ten, Pac-12, and 
Big 12 all play Big nine. Have yeah. been playing nine. Let's Man up or, and play nine. Let's go back. I'd rather play. I'd rather play ten. So you can have each team. Yeah. Each team can have the same number of home games. Let's go back to our road games. Let's go back to our phones to get our next call in. The Lady Vols are smashing Alabama, making them like it. Hello and welcome into our next call, and we'll hold you over to our TLD Logistics Overdrive. Overtime. Hello, welcome in. Who was Oklahoma playing when they blew the lead? Were they playing the Celtics? They were playing Clemson. <laughs> That's a great line. Thank you very little. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Poor is Brian. Tyson Bill's not that, is Titans Bill not down there rooting on the lead? Strays. I mean, Titans Bill, uh, he is conspicuous. I think I hear the Seminole War chant. I hear the war chant on television. <laughs> <laughs> Lee coming in hot today. Uh, uh, I thought it was interesting when Matt was talking about how we were over-relying on scouting reports, and then like an hour earlier you had to listen to a picture on there talking about, yeah, I know I can get these guys to chase. <laughs> like it, it's like everybody in the entire world like how to pitch us. Everybody knows it. Like it's just – and. We don't. We just don't make adjustments, and now we're getting the same kind of picture again. So, yeah. Are you uh, Are you betting on the Vols tomorrow night in your gambling mind? Uh, well, you know, inter- I, I, no, I'm not going to bet on college baseball, but I did. I did kind of get stuck on that wormhole last night when I was looking at some of the prices on these regionals, and I did think. It was- this is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. 
Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m., right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. I am Jack Blackstone. I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. 
Want to experience Spring Hill in one day under one roof? Now is your chance. Spring Hill's most popular annual community event, Experience Spring Hill The Event, presented by Liberty Federal Credit Union, is back and jam-packed with fun at Summit High School on Saturday, June 24th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. You can learn more about this exciting event at experiencespringhill.com. We hope to see you there. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.